You're listening to the MoneyWeb Now podcast series with Simon Brown. Live streamed every weekday at 6.30 a.m. Tuesday, 14 November, U.S. October CPI due 3.30 our time. I'm Simon Brown coming at you live and loud from the Money Web Global Headquarters in Johannesburg, South Africa. On the show today, Alex Davis from Thimble Wealth. I'm going to touch on the ShopRite and the Alexander Forbes updates. I'm also chatting with Robex CEO. Strong set of results as that diversification really plays off. And then Ayanda Majola from SV Capital, investing for year-end, but also they've got a delivery bike investment scheme. Keen to hear about that. This show is brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. Morning headlines, MoneyWeb, all eyes on next step and coronation case against SARS. Legislative changes expected despite withdrawal of far-reaching amendment. Business day, Transnet on downgrade watch by Moody's. Rating agency said it is concerned about the SOE's weakening liquidity position and high refinancing risk. Morning markets, US markets for red, S&P off 0.1%, NASDAQ down 0.3%. Over in the east, mixed, Sydney down 02 and Tokyo up half a percent. Commodities, all green, gold. 1,949, Brent 8271, Platinum 871, Palladium 988. Rand is 1873, Bitcoin 26,510 cent down, 1.1% in the Hong Kong lunch break. And top 40 opening call, 90 points to the green, little over 0.1% higher. MoneyWeb now on the money. Also available on podcast. Trading now with uh, Alex Dace from Thumbo Wealth. Alex, appreciate the early morning time. Uh, trading update from ShopRite. I, I got to say, I mean, more strong numbers. SA supermarkets doing great. Uh, what they now say, 50 months of market share gain. Does there come a point with ShopRite perhaps where they're doing so incredibly well, there's almost no more upside for them? Or do we just cont- trust management to continue delivering on the goods? Morning, Simon. Um, certainly, this was a very good update. I mean, if you also remember that the base effects are quite high in shop, right? Yeah. And to deliver over 13% revenue growth, a certainly strong number in this economic environment. I think if you look at the investments they're planning for the coming years, it tells you that they are, they still believe they can continue to gain market share. Um, and that's what they're going to try to do. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet against them that they can continue to extend that 55 months uh, streak. Mm-hmm. Remember, it's not all about just the listed retailers. I mean, one always thinks about the likes of of pick and pay losing markets. Yeah, that is true, but also a lot of informal markets in South Africa and so forth where pick and pay is gaining from. Uh, So very short update. Um, Inflation was over 8%. Um, They didn't give the the volume numbers, but if you assume that there's some allocation to the mass acquisition and let's call it space a few percent, volumes were probably in the region of, of how to calculate close to zero, slightly positive or negative. So Still a solid number in this environment because you've seen volumes decline materially at other, other listed players. Mm. Um, you know, in Africa, the division did okay. I think the furniture division was the only one, which is, of course, about two first appliances, uh, appliances rather. Um, they struggled a little bit, so probably not a good seafood for, for business like a Lewis and so forth. But overall, I would say a very strong number. They're looking to ex- continue to expand. I think they're planning with over 300 stores for the full year. So, yeah, I mean, momentum is dead. Investing in 
you're a brave person to bet against them. Yeah, you are. And, and it's also the new areas. They've got, what, they opened eight pet shop signs, two unique and two checkers outdoor. I have to be, be honest, I, I, I didn't know they had uh, uh, outdoor. Alexander Forbes, perhaps, the, the, the other side. I mean, they, they've they been kind of moving along. The trading update uh, coming through yesterday as well. Is, is this a stock? I mean, certainly they're expecting some growth, which is always important. Is this a stock that, that, that you are, are, are watching and have interest in? Yes, it's certainly on our radar. I think trading statement is, of course, difficult because it's pretty much pick your own earnings number here at the moment because yeah. there's so many things that happened at, at Alexander Forbes over the last, let's call it two, three years, corporate activity, acquisitions, disposals, <laughs> changes in accounting of the leases, etc. So they, they do refer to some of those. I think we'll have to wait for the details, but if you take the number they've disclosed there and I read some broker consensus reports, they were looking about 56 cents for the full year. So it seems like the inline for that. So shares trading around about six rands. So let's call it, give or take, let's say they might be a BP of about 10 for full year, which is not bad value. Remember, this business also pays out about 87% of its uh, earnings and dividends historically. So that gives you a good sense of dividend yield of over 8%. And as you say, they are most likely going to grow earnings from this space because if you look at the strategy, it's all about muted top line growth, but really getting that cost to income ratio down, mm. which is going to drive earnings and also boosting the ROEs up. And that will drive the, theoretically the re-rating in, in a bit of time. So if they can execute on that, I think there is an investment case you can be made for Alexander Forbes, but we'll have to wait for the detailed results just to get a clear picture of what has happened and where they can go from here. Yeah, but I, I take your point on that. It's going to be sort of more operational efficiencies, perhaps, uh, more than anything else going forward. We'll leave that there. Alex and Thumbo Wealth, always appreciate the early morning insights. There's no postponing the inevitable. Your money knew this day would come. And you know what? It can hardly wait to start giving some back to you. When you invest in Stanlib's fixed income funds, you can retire earning a regular income off your investments. Invest for more certainty at stanlib.com forward slash more. Stanlib is an authorized financial services provider and a registered manager. MoneyWeb now on the money. I'm chatting with Felicia Caesar. She's CEO of Robex. Uh, results for the six months ending August saw revenue up 14.5%. Headline earnings per share up 19.4% and a dividend of 63 cents versus 53 in the corresponding period. Felicia, appreciate the time today. A, a really good set of numbers in what I imagine was a, a tough period with the absolute standout being materials handling and, and mining division with operating profit there almost doubling. Yes, we are extremely pleased with the set of results that we have released for the first half of the FY24 financial year. As you've said, obviously, we have achieved these results against the backdrop of tough macroeconomic conditions, which we've experienced in the first six months. And that is load shedding, Mm. which has actually affected our commercial quarry operations. But in terms of our performance, we have done extremely well within our mining division, Baoba Resources being a stellar performance um, in terms of our results. And obviously, two subsidiary companies, that is SPH and BNE International, 
you know, benefiting from the work done at Spaoba Resources. Commodities, Mbouba Resources is PGMs. Uh, it's got some chrome. We've seen some price pressure there. Generally, commodity prices are under pressure. Uh, are you seeing the increase in, in, in profits, operating profits there, uh, due to efficiencies or simply mining more uh, uh, product? So in terms of Baoba resources, we've got two mines. The mm. first one is Quokfontein Mine. It's an open-cast chrome and platinum group metals mine. And we've done extremely well in terms of this, this space. So Quokfontein, it had, it had a slow start to the financial year, which was actually impacted by the depletion of our UG2 pit. And then we had to, to transition the mining into the north and the mm. south where we're actually mining chrome. And we've seen the benefit. We've seen that the price of chrome has actually been good. And also we've benefited from the rent dollar exchange rate. And secondly, our Baoba Moilek uh, mine is an underground chrome mine. It has also performed very well in terms of profitability. And as I've said, the chrome oil pricing is strong and it is expected to remain strong for the second half of the financial year. Okay, you mentioned uh, ESCOM and load shedding. Another challenge you had this year, we had floods in KZN earlier this year. Uh, Western Cape more recently, although Western Cape wasn't during the reporting period. Did that have any, any, any significant impact on operations? Yes, it did, but it was not significant. I mean, if we look at the KZN flooding at the beginning of the year and later the Western Cape, I think in terms of our standing time, it was just about a day or two. And KZN, obviously, it's those mega projects that we are working on the N2 and the N3. And in Western Cape, it's mainly our building developments. So it, mm-hmm. it didn't really impact us except for a day of, or two of standing time. Okay. Uh, Sanrio, if I'm traveling on the N3 Joburg to Durban, I, I, I see your operations all over the place. You obviously also have contact uh, uh, crushing for them. As operations for Sanrio, there's, there's been media reports around challenges on contracts and the like. So in terms of our contracts, as you've rightly mentioned, we are executing well. I mean, those projects on the KZN corridor, and we, we ex- we're executing very well. So in terms of Sunrail, if you look at our order book, it's sitting at about 6 billion rents. Mm-hmm. And we're quite happy about, you know, the order book when it comes to Sunrail work. And that actually puts us in a very good position to be able to execute that work between, you know, the remainder of the financial year into FY25 and FY26. We have, however, noted, um, you know, all the issues around Sunrail procurement framework and We've seen that they started cancelling some of the tenders, and we, we, we are hoping that you know they should be able to re-advertise these tenders soon, and we do have capacity you know, to be able to be selective, Simon, <laughs> in terms of the work that we want to re-tender for, and hopefully at better improved margins. Gotcha. Uh, Bitumen, this has been, as long as Robex has been listed and I've been chatting with your predecessors, Bitumen has been varying degrees of, of a challenge. Currently, there's a shortage locally. Are you able to, to import to make up for the shortfall? So initially, Simon, on Bitumen, there was a shortage. But um, currently, we don't have a shortage of Bitumen in the country okay. because of we've been able to import 
I think what we should be talking about, it will be the risk around the quality of bitumen. Mm. So as, as Robex, we, we've got processes in place where we actually make sure that we've got various testing mechanisms to make sure that, you know, the bitumen that we have is actually quality. We have seen some of the refineries closing. Yes, that's correct. Mm-hmm. But now we're seeing some of the companies being able to import bitumen which means now we've got enough, you know, security in terms of bitumen within the country. But the only issue that we need to look at going forward is more around the quality of bitumen. Gotcha. A, a last question. You do a fair bit of work beyond our borders, uh, into Australia, uh, a, a bunch of our neighboring uh, states. Uh, how much of your revenue these days is, is from outside of South Africa? So we're doing work, as you're saying, it's, it's South Africa, uh, outside South Africa, it will be obviously by Beach Border Post that mm-hmm. we've actually completed in um, Zimbabwe. We, we were in Mozambique, but we had to stop because of the insurgents. We're looking at going back, hopefully in the next financial year. There is a bit of work that we're doing in Namibia in terms of NEMDEP. We are in Lesotho doing our Senkwe River Bridge as well. Mm-hmm. Our quarry operations in Botswana, they are doing extremely well. We have seen an uptick in infrastructure in Botswana and um, also in Namibia as well in terms of our execution. Outside Africa, obviously very exciting, um, Western Australia, where we've got two companies, that's West Force Construction and Robex Construction Australia, those two companies are doing very well and they contribute significantly in terms of our revenue and our profits for the group. We'll leave it there. That's Felicia Mziza, CEO of Robex. Appreciate the time today. And that's our poll today on uh, LinkedIn and X. Robics, I mean, they're doing really well. Stock price, perhaps not brilliant, but as a construction sector, when you think the sector as a whole has been, well, really, really struggling, uh, they're not. They're really holding their head. So it's the stock you, you hold. Have your vote, have your say, LinkedIn and X. Your money knows that reaching new heights means turbulence. When you invest in Stanlib's Global Multi-Strategy Diversified Growth Fund, Your money can withstand the unpredictable ups and downs caused by day-to-day market fluctuations. Because our partnership with J.P. Morgan Asset Management gives you access to a broad range of global strategies. Seek more returns at stanlib.com forward slash more. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. MoneyWeb now on The Money. Chatting now with Yander Majolo from SV Capital. Yander, I appreciate the early morning. The recent note you put out, a point that really I, I, it, it, it absolutely uh, lit up my eyes. Investments should never be reserved for the elite or the academic. It is one of the beauties that we've seen in the investment world locally and, and, and globally is, is, is access to a much broader pool of people and truthfully uh, folks with perhaps less capital. We don't need to be millionaires to start getting invested. That's exactly it. Morning, Simon. Thank you so much for having me. Um, that's exactly it. And when starting SV Capital, I mean, that was the ethos we were centering the business around, where we look to create easy to understand investments that are also affordable. Our goal really was to make investing straightforward and accessible to anyone and everyone. And we did this by centering our product creation around innovative investment products for investors and ensuring that we provide them access to sectors and assets that they wouldn't really have access to. So really our goal is to reimagine what an investment portfolio should look like.
That's a great point because I mean, an investment portfolio is it's going to have some cash, it's going to have some shares, and and, and 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 you know, let's be honest, there's lots of ways and places I can get my cash and my my shares into my portfolio. You're coming in a different one. You've got one that really piqued my interest. It's the delivery bike investment. It's one of the things I remember coming to Joburg in the 80s, and there were tons of these motorbikes because we didn't have sort of courier companies yet. They disappeared. They're now back. They're delivering uh, parcels from Take a Lot. They're delivering food and the like. And you've got a, an, an investment opportunity there that you've managed to put together. That's correct. So when looking at the gig economy in South Africa, it's expanded rapidly over the past few years. And I think COVID sped up the process of expansion. And we've managed to take advantage of the growth of that sector. Um, So through our delivery bike investors, we give investors opportunity to invest in a fleet of delivery bikes. We apply the concept of fractionalization. Mm-hmm. So essentially, an investor is participating alongside another investor, and we pool and club those funds to purchase a fleet of delivery bikes. Now, the delivery bike investment is an 18-month investment. So over that period, the bike is given to a third-party rider that would normally be contracted to your larger platforms that are operating in the South African market. And the riders would do your normal de- delivery. So very similar to how you would have ordered something goods online and had them delivered to you. Those guys that are doing those deliveries need those assets. So through our delivery bike investment, we are then participating and assisting those guys to have assets to execute their job on a daily basis while generating a positive return for our client base. So the investment return on the delivery bike investment is currently sitting at 19.25% over the 18 months. And this, I mean... Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, and, and, and I mean, obviously, <coughs> it's a pool, so I don't have individual risk. And then the the delivery driver is 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 are they managing the insurance, the maintenance, and paying a, a fee, or do you manage those that from your end? So we manage it um, on our end. So we work with an experienced and um, established partner, a company called OnFleet, mm-hmm. and they essentially manage our fleet for us. So they would source the bikes, source the riders and also provide insurance and servicing of the bikes. Because we like to say that the value of the bike is only um, maintained if you maintain that bike over yeah. the 18-month period. And it's also important to mention that how we've structured the delivery bike investment is that we have given the rider a rent-to-own op- option mm. for the delivery bikes. So what this means is the rider would be renting it over an 18-month period, and thereafter, they would gain ownership of that asset. And this is very important because at least now, we not only generated a positive return for our investors, but also creating sustainable employment by giving the asset over to the rider. I take your point, and and, and that's taking investment perhaps to the to, to to that next level, which is you know not charity, but but investing for good while still actually managing to make profit, which 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 perhaps is the the perfect point of of, of investing, uh, making money and helping. Exactly, and I think the investment space is moving to that place where um, returns are not only prioritized. Yes, they are important, just mm. given the tough economic situation that we're going through. So every person wants to ensure that whatever they've put their money in does generate a positive return or at least an inflation-beating return. But in addition to that, at SV Capital, we want to encourage conscious investing. So ensuring that wherever you put your money, there is a positive social impact that comes from that. And through the delivery bike investment to date, we've been able to successfully create 300 jobs in the country. Yeah, and, and, and that's the, perhaps the even more important. I believe it there, uh, Ayanda Majola, SV Capital, appreciate the early time.
That's it for today. We were chatting with Chantal Marks yesterday. She, of course, from FMB Wealth and Investment. We're talking about the Richmond update on uh, results on Friday and the massive sell-off and if it offers, offers opportunity. Uh, Chantal says absolutely it does. And Richmond, if you look at that chart, it sells off sometimes, just crazily, and then runs again. We asked if you hold Richmond. Almost half said, yes, you do. Luxury is great. The rest was split evenly between, nope, it's always expensive, and the rest of you saying you prefer some offshore, perhaps LVMH and the like. Have your vote. Have your say. LinkedIn and X. The show is brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. We're live every weekday morning on the MoneyWeb website in the app, 6.30 a.m. podcast, just after 7. Thanks to my team, Eddie Nobochle, Nicole, to you for listening, my guests for their time. My name is Simon Brown. This is MoneyWeb Now. We'll chat again tomorrow, dealing with money guilt. You've been listening to another MoneyWeb Now podcast, posted every weekday at 7 a.m. on moneyweb.co.za. MoneyWeb Now, on the money.